So um, I think we've got about 15 minutes. So should we get started? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. So, um, so today Crave is talking to Jamie McDell, who's just released, um, actually released today, I believe, isn't it, Jamie, your new album? That's right, this morning, out everywhere. <laughs> so, so, so let's hear a bit about this new album. Um, it's self-titled. It's a very, very personal piece of work, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it feels like the, the most uh, kind of vulnerable I've ever been on an album. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was intentional, I think, in a sense. I remember a couple of years ago when I sort of was writing, I, I said to myself, I need to just say what I mean, um, not cover things in metaphors as much and, and be a little bit more literal. And right. that's been very therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of family references in this album. It's clearly, it's kind of like focused on your family. I mean, so songs like Poor Boy in particular are very much family oriented, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably a general theme of this record is kind of pulling stories from my my childhood and my family and, and also kind of being in my late 20s and how that's influenced me today. So, yeah, it's definitely some family themes in there. Yeah, so, so we've got Poor Boy. Um, then, I mean, there's, there's one where is it Mother's Daughter. Is that, is that any particular mother and daughter we're talking about here or...? I'm being too obvious. Yeah, and speaking to um, to my mum and our relationship, um, and just the sentiment is a little bit about being influenced by mom, my mum, and kind of taking on her strengths, but also at times some of her weaknesses. And I think that's probably a more realistic way to look at um, the relationship between mums and daughters. Right. And and I had the great good fortune of listening to you perform a few of these songs solo a couple of days ago, and it sounded absolutely gorgeous. It was very, very pared back. It's just you, you and an acoustic oh. guitar. But the record itself is a much richer and lusher experience. So, so let's talk a bit about that. Where was it recorded? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the record was recorded in Nashville um, okay. in a studio in East Nashville with Nash Chambers. There's a lot mm -hmm. of Nash going right. on here. Um, but, you know, I think that's the wonderful thing about recording in Nashville is that we had access to the most incredible musicians and players, um, especially because I know personally I've been trying to get in touch with that sort of traditional country and folk sound. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's where you get that richness from is, is just working alongside these players that do this nine to five every day, um, takes them a couple of takes to kind of, pick things up and figure out what you're trying to do so yeah yeah I mean there's, there's a definite country twang on some of these songs I mean banjos to the fore and everything yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and that's um that, that's really something I've always wanted to to work towards ever since mm -hmm. I started making music and probably just didn't really know how to articulate that in my my early albums um so I think that's where I feel really kind of at home and proud of this one yeah, well, I mean, it, it sounds great. So, so tell me a bit more about the band, because obviously, like I said, it's quite, quite a rich arrangement on some of these. So who have you got playing with you? Yeah, we've got a, a few. Um, I think a couple of the names that I know for me, I couldn't believe I was in the studio with, um, in particular, Dan Dugmore, who plays pedal steel and mm -hmm. dobro. And people may recognise that name from some of the James Taylor and Linda Ronstad 
records. Uh, so that was an incredible experience. And then we had Jed Hughes, who's, who's actually an Aussie living in Nashville, who performed a lot of the guitar. Um, so he's, yeah, he, I've actually worked with him for, for a little while on a couple of albums and he's always been really supportive. Um, we had Dennis Crouch. We had, let me think, it's all kind of leaving me now. Oh, Ross Holmes, I really need to mention, who plays beautiful fiddle on the record. And then on top of all of that, I've had um, Nash actually lent a few of his vocals to the album and right. um, Emmy Chambers. And then, are, as you can probably tell, there are a few guests on yeah. there too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so you, you mentioned the fiddle player and I've mentioned the banjo and you're talking about dobro and pedal steel. So, I mean, this screams country. So, so, what, yeah, took, no. so what took you to Nashville in the first place? Well, I grew up kind of more influenced by country music and that was plainly just because my parents only had a couple of cassette tapes when I was a kid and they were John Denver and Jimmy Buffett. And those are sorts of the sounds that taught me not only to sing, but also, you know, how to write music. So that's always been something that's really excited me about, yeah, creating records. So I think it must have been uh, a couple of years after I'd left my record label here. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, Nashville had been floating around my mind as somewhere that I might be able to learn about country music and where it had come from. Um, so it was sort of an obvious trip to, to book in to try and, yeah, kind of find myself or, or yeah. a, maybe a different team to work with, right. um, which I was lucky in the first place to come across Nash Chambers, who from there really helped me kind of set everything else up. But, yeah, it was honestly just, just listening to those earlier John Denver records that has always, yeah, kind of brought me a nostalgia and – for me, um, it's something, yeah, I've always wanted to kind of work towards achieving that sound. Yeah. So, so how does that work then when, when a, a young Kiwi rock, rocks up into Tennessee? How, how, do you, how do you break your way in? How does that work? It's so strange. I actually don't know. I think I maybe had just had a lot of um, good luck. But um, maybe I, also I think because there are so few, well, there's, it's growing, but Kiwis and Australians and mm -hmm. Nashville obviously oh, okay. all trying to achieve relatively the same thing. Um, you tend to be put in touch with people or they pass you on to somebody else. And I believe that's how I came across Nash in the first place. And then, of course, he'd been hanging around a little longer than me and, again, could introduce me to people and right. our kind of people grew from there really yeah so lucky Fair I enough. met Nash <laughs> yeah and, and I mean the the, the the Nashville connection is clear because I mean I hope you're not you don't mind me saying this I was hearing different hints of Taylor Swift in in one or two of the songs um, yeah no, no it's um it's a it's a real compliment I mean I think Taylor Swift is one of the the best kind of writers of our generation so um Totally happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was also hearing hints of cowboy junkies, which kind of makes sense given that you're in Toronto for a while as well. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. A couple of people have brought that up. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, with all that, I know when Nash and I started writing this record or when, when I did, he did quite firmly say to me that we needed to stop talking about genre right. and, and I just needed to focus on writing the songs that I wanted to write. 
And I do think that that was a really important thing to hear for me at the time. Yeah. Um, I was just able to kind of hold on to that mindset that it starts with the songs yeah. um, and they definitely have lent themselves to this country folk realm. But yeah, it came from, from what I wanted to say first, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I know a lot of the reviews that have been coming out for your previous work have focused on, on the cause of your voice. And again, I, I don't want to make it sound like you're derivative, but I was hearing hints of passenger in your voice as well. Oh, really? I've never heard that comparison. Oh, okay. But, but again, <laughs> fans, you know, as, as with Cowboy Junkies and Taylor Swift, this is meant as praise. So, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think my vocals are something I've really probably focused on a lot more on this record than ever before. Um, not so much trying to hone them, but almost celebrate the... Uh, the rawness and imperfection oh, okay. in my vocal. Um, I think that's kind of come from earlier on in my career. I created a, a little bit more of a kind of commercial, cleaner pop sound. Oh, okay, and right, yeah. Since that, have have really been a little bit more um, excited by the kind of crackles and, right. <laughs> and weird things on in my voice. And and I know Nash feels the same, so we just yeah. kind of pushed a little bit more on this album well yeah i mean given the very very intimate nature of a lot of the lyrics it kind of makes sense that you're going to have like a, a focus on you very very individually it does kind of make sense doesn't it a hundred percent yeah the songs are for me i mean they're, they're very uh personal and, and authentic so you're right it just makes sense that the vocal reflects that yeah and what took you to toronto was was, was nashville not enough did you feel like you needed to cover the entire of north america <laughs> Oh, to be honest, it was um, it was just that my partner and I didn't want to go through the process of getting a US visa. Oh, fair <laughs> so enough, yes. Like, I can, I can sympathise with that. We the Commonwealth and go and base ourselves in Canada. Yeah. And because of Toronto's proximity to Nashville, that was the reason we kind of ended up there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that, 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 that does kind of make sense. And, I mean, it, it's been a successful few years for you. I know, you know, a few years ago you got one of your songs picked up for Pretty Little Liars. How did that work out? Yeah, that was a funny story, actually. Um, I At that time in my music career, I didn't really understand how kind of publishing worked or how mm -hmm. you might get pitched on TV shows. So I believe um, because that song was a co-write and my co-writing partner had a publishing company. I think they may have pitched oh, the right. song. Okay, yeah. And it was funny. I just kind of had no idea. Like, I remember I, I watched the show at the time, and it wasn't until it actually, <laughs> the, the the episode that it was on air, that I actually heard my song. And so did you think yourself, hey, I like this song. She's got a great voice. Well, I was just like, oh, my God, that's definitely my voice. I can't <laughs> believe this. Um and then I had, had searched my emails and realised I had actually missed something like right. my label that they'd sent through. But that was really exciting because it was a genuine, like I had no idea. Um, oh, how brilliant. It was surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we said that this album was recorded in Nashville. Where are you now? Yeah, I am now back in New Zealand. Excellent. And based in Yep. So we came back home. In August last year, must have been right before the kind of MIQ got really difficult to, to get through. Excellent. So we've been really, yeah, feeling very grateful to have been able to um to be back home for a bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. So so how have you been keeping busy through lockdowns and the the the, the quiet periods? 
This must be a wonderful yes, time for songwriters, surely. Well, you'd think, but <laughs> I think oh. I, found, I found holding on to this record because um, I have sort of, I've been waiting to release it for quite a while. It has caused me a little bit of writer's block. And oh, now okay. I feel like I'm holding on to a project and I need to release it before right. I can kind of move into something new. But to be realistic and honest, um, I've definitely just had to kind of find wee part-time jobs here and there <laughs> and obviously yeah. without being able to and do the kind of traditional promotion of an album. Um, life has looked a little bit more up and down, but that's okay. I'm sure it will bring on some interesting songwriting topics. <laughs> so so what, what would a tour look like? Are we talking like a Taylor Swift stadium tour? Are we talking maybe like you and a few hundred people at the Tuning Fork? What, how would you tour this album? Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling I'll never be a stadium artist, but I'm okay with that. I think for me, like the aim with touring is always that kind of hundred to, I mean, 300 capacity would be great. Um, I prefer, not that I really have a choice, but the intimate yeah. shows definitely right. <laughs> suit my suit my kind of style of, of music and uh, what I enjoy the most. So, yeah. so so, would this be you and your guitar on a stool or would it be a thousand piece backing band or what's the show going to look like? <laughs> well, I'm so lucky here in New Zealand. I've, I have had a band that I've worked with for probably over a decade now. So it'd just be a matter of them coming in and taking on some of the kind of Nashville twang that I've laid on this record. So we'd have to see how that went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what what's the country scene like in Auckland and Papamo and these places? Um, I mean, look, I think it's, it's, it's growing, but it, I, I feel there's a small group of us that are kind of um, passionate about this particular platform. Yeah. Um, but I do think in New Zealand in general, like there, there's a lot of great music that revolves around the voice and the guitar and storytelling. So it's yeah. kind of whether that's under the country umbrella or folk or whatever that needs to be called. Yeah, I think. That's fair enough. Out there. Yeah. So, so what are you listening to these days? What's, what, what's on your playlist at the moment? Mm, I've really been inspired by... Um, I suppose female artists that are sharing perspectives that I haven't heard before. Um, mm -hmm. For me at the moment, uh, that's Julia Jacqueline, mm -hmm. Courtney Bunn, and oh, yeah. Stella Donovan, which all happen to be um, yeah, young female Australian artists. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that just gets me fired up and, and inspired myself to kind of really and honestly share what I'm going through. Yeah, fair enough. I had the good fortune to see Courtney Barnett at Laneway a couple of years ago, and she was quite exceptional. I remember her being one of the highlights yeah. of the day. 100%. Super iconic for our generation. Yeah. And and so what could be next? You say that, that now you, you finally released this album into the wild. What's coming next? <laughs> yeah. I hope I'll just get flooded with all these new song ideas. <laughs> um, and I'll be looking to get back in the studio and record something, you know, mid this year. But I think we'll try and and now down some shows. I'll try and get back overseas, like I mean to North America and, yeah. and do some touring around there. That'll probably be the goal. And then yeah, by the end of the year it'd be nice to have a body of new work. But I just kind of let it come. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, rather awkwardly, this is kind of the moment in the interview where I'd want to ask you about your touring plans, but unfortunately, you know, plans. Yeah, look, I guess my answer would be um, we're trying our best to book yeah. things in. So it's, it's definitely 
we're optimistic and we believe it's it's likely that I'll be on the road sometime soon. But as we all know, we've got to be a little bit patient and adaptable at this wow. time. So we're at, yeah. Fair enough. Well, listen, thank you so much for, for finding the time to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. Reminders, um, the album is self-titled. It's just called Jamie McDellow, is that correct? Right, yep. Totally. Uh, where are we getting hold of it? It's on all the streaming platforms you could ever imagine. And I believe it's in stores, the physicals around New Zealand, which is so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> There's actually a record. Yeah, there's actually something you can pick up and hold oh. in your hand. Oh, how very, very oh. cool. Well done. And I'm going to go try find one. <laughs> Good on you. Well, Jamie, thanks very much for talking to us today. Really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for your support. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. See you later. See you. I want to play health A million dollar game Leopard skin and a cocktail, honey Line with your cocaine I'll run in your circles Put on silk, not way You know I see right through the glass But I've learned how to look away
Countryside. 